the thing I have always loved about um, measuring the success in in a comedy is that it's binary. If they're <laughs> laughing, it's funny. And if they're not laughing, it's not funny. And there's no point in arguing about it. But measuring laughs is not the only way to judge the success of a of a theatrical endeavor. Would you agree, Reed? You and I need to talk. <laughs> Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, co-artistic director of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, now in its 18th year, number 894, Measuring the Laughs. We're embarking on a bunch of performances of the complete history of comedy abridged this winter and spring of 2024, which is the script my co-author and co-artistic director Reed Martin and I were born to write. Reed and I have been both been busy with separate projects during the pandemic, and we don't get to talk as much as we'd like. So we're thrilled to be touring together in the next couple of months and talking about one of our favorite topics, comedy. The reason this occurred to me as a, as a, as a point for conversation is just I, I, is that I just finished my second year playing Ebenezer Scrooge at the Goodman Theater's Christmas Carol. And in the first year, when I was replicating the original guy's performance and going out there, all I had to go on was whether I was getting the laughs. Whether I was getting the laughs he was getting or whether I was getting any of the any of my own new laughs. And thankfully I did, and I was, and that was all good. But this year, being more comfortable playing the role, I realized I don't care if I get the laughs anymore because I know I'm going to get them. And there's other things that are more important playing Ebenezer Scrooge. You well, know? and the Christmas Carol isn't, you know, yuck, yuck, yuck either all the way through. Right, exactly. That's really not the reason that you're there <laughs> to be playing the role. But it occurred to me, how it's how does one measure the success like we talked about this in a drama oh they're sitting quietly we must be amazing yeah are we amazing or are they just bored yeah how do we know yeah well i'm not answering the question i'm talking around the question but also you want moments where there aren't laughter it's exhausting for the audience in in a not pleasant way if it's just if they don't get a break you know, yeah. it's, it's the same way we design our shows. You know, there's fast moments, there's slow mo moments. There's, you know, big laughs, there's little laughs. There's, uh, in all of our shows, we try to have moments of some degree of levity and seriousness, seriousness or sweetness or... Um, well, and we and you we you just came off of four performances of our Christmas show, which I didn't get to do because I was doing Scrooge. But it's that same question of people want, particularly in a Christmas show poignance along with the laughs and measuring poignance is a hard thing but you 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 can feel it in the room yeah well we i mean our, our big finish little nutsy the elf nutcracker is a big funny crowd pleaser the moment right before that is when we all kind of uh have a realization about what the holidays mean to us and that maybe our our viewpoint was a little narrow and it's a very sweet heartwarming, non-funny moment at all. Yeah. And I think that 
sort of helps the following moment be even funnier. Oh, the oh, this is oh, how how sweet, how heartwarming. Oh, and now a big laugh, and we're done. Yeah, no, that's a great way to say it. It's the it's the it's the quiet moments that make the the laughs land harder and better. Yeah. Um, um, the one that always takes me by surprise. You know, we're about to do. <clears throat> we're about to do a winter and spring performances of the complete history of comedy abridged. And the one that always delights me in that is the, the turn at the end of the song. I laughed till I cried when you can hear the audience, they've been laughing through the song and then the song turns right at the end and you kind of, it's not a kind of a, Oh, but it kind of is. It's this sigh, this exhalation of, Oh, that went away. I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Well, and <clears throat> a lot of comedians have said this, and I think, you know, in the last 10 years, I've thought about it more than I used to. Part of it is teaching film comedy, but that comedy kind of opens up the heart yeah. uh, when you're laughing. And it's like satire. Why, why are cartoons such a good medium for satire? Well, they're non-threatening and you're laughing. Oh, and there's a message and you don't feel defensive about it, right? Your, your sort of heart and mind have been opened by the laughter, not like we've got any huge profound messages. Um, but so if, you, if your comedy does, you know, if you're trying to make a point, you can often make it better through comedy than trying to beat somebody over the head with the message because people get defensive. Well, a hundred percent. And uh, you know, I, I, we, I've talked about this many times and I'm sure with you as well, how tragedy it to, for my money is a much overrated genre because it's just the same thing for three hours, you know, and my, and it's not just my mom, it, my heart and my mind is closed off to whatever it's supposed to be telling me, but in a comedy, I relax and I'm willing to go on. I'm much more willing to go on a journey in a comedy than I am in a tragedy. Well, and in the same way that we have serious or touching moments in comedy, it, one of the reasons tragedies are so hard to sit through is sometimes they're completely humorless. Right. And I think you're going to have more impact if you find your moments of levity, little laughs, things that are amusing. Um, again, just because it's, it's, it's different. And then maybe you're a little more open to the more serious moments, but you know, have you ever seen a funny checkoff? I have not seen a funny checkoff. I'm told they exist. I no, I haven't seen a funny checkoff and, uh, and they're very hard to do. And, um, I've seen funny moments in a checkoff, but I've never seen a fully, a fully funny checkoff or a fully real checkoff because it's so checkoff is so hard to do. His his short stories, and I learned this over the pandemic because I read some short stories, and I read um, George Saunders' book, a, a, a Swim in a in the in a Pond in the Rain, which is a just a fantastic book. Um, but anyway, um, those Chekhov characters have to be so lived in, and if they're not, even if the actors are fully trained and amazing professionals, they look like high school kids play play acting these characters it because Chekhov gives you everything you need in a in a short story but he doesn't in a play and unless the actors are perfectly cast it's high school play acting and terrible yeah and who wants to see that the best tragedies i've ever seen 
um, was Paxton Whitehead playing Richard III, in which I played Yes, My Noble Liege, um, at the Globe in the summer of 85. He was hilarious. I bet. Absolutely. I mean, it is a funny role if it's done right, but I think that's a good example of it's truly a tragedy, and it's truly very funny. Hello. As far as I know, I'm Weird Al Yankovic, and you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? We'll be performing the complete history of comedy abridged at Pepperdine University in Malibu this February 2nd and the Grand Center for the Arts in Tracy, California on February 4th, Hillsdale College and the Dogwood Center for the Performing Arts in Michigan on March 21st and 23rd, and the American Theater in Hampton, Virginia on April 12th and the Hilton Performing Arts Center in Fairfax, Virginia on April 13th, 2024. Check out the touring page at our website, ReducedShakespeare.com, or our social media pages for venue and ticket information. Now back to my conversation with Reed Martin, my RSE co-artistic director and co-author of The Complete History of Comedy, Abridged. You've been directing a lot of productions in colleges, not all of which are complete laugh fests, but I think they're all generally comedies. How, and you're about to embark on a new project, a non-reduced Shakespeare company project. How, how do you figure out how to measure this, whether something's working in one of your new productions or in a new script? Well, I tell the actors, um, if it, yeah, if it's a, if I'm directing a reduced Shakespeare company show, that's a different thing because I know where the laughs are intended to be and where they aren't um but um well what did I direct most recently I directed Clue the stage version not the musical version which I'm told is horrible this is the newer non-musical stage adaptation of Clue which is hilarious um but it gets back to what you said earlier in our discussion today and which we've said many times is you honestly don't know until you've got an audience um, this new show I'm working on, there's a lot of stuff that we're laughing in in rehearsal, and I've been doing it long enough to know <laughs> it. these are not all going to be laughs with an audience, but there's also going to be things that we don't necessarily know are funny. So um, I, I, I think, yeah, I think I've been doing it long enough that I can see where most of the laughs are at least intended to be, whether we can get those or not is right. another but also the trick of getting the laughs means you have to have those moments of quiet, those moments of reflection or 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 dramatic urgency that creates the tension that the laugh is the release to. Right? Yeah, well, and that's good writing. So the play is written well, you know, you can see that coming. And as a director, you know, I... I find things, the actors find things like, okay, keep that. I don't think that was necessarily in the script, but uh, that's good. It also comes back to, you know, tell the story, (laughs) be honest about it, right? And then if it doesn't get a laugh, it doesn't look, you know, we're not sitting there with egg on our face, you know, we're being honest. And I think, you know, I think we agree the best laughs are the ones that come out of sort of honesty, reality, sincere performances. Yeah. and then I also the cast. I, I I mean, you can do this in college. You can't do it really professionally, but well, we the reduced Shakespeare company does because we're the ones performing it. But I give notes 
through the whole, I mean, in college is a learning experience and we're directing, I'm directing a comedy. Uh, um, I give feedback all the way through up to closing night and it gets sharper and sharper and sharper, uh, particularly yep. college. You know, the students are learning, um, you know, the second or third week of performances are so much better than, you know, opening weekend because we learn a lot about what's funny. I'm also, yeah, it, it, there's just an exactness about language in verbal comedy you know so i've um i try not to give line readings but i absolutely will say give you here's a word that you need to emphasize yeah I, i'm gonna try not to tell you how to do it yeah uh, but okay this is a comparison right so you need to compare cold with hot or this is your verb right so you yeah. need to hit that verb uh, uh throw that away right yeah. here's the thing where you, i think you got to throw that away and then the audience will get it and so and i'm not always right but you know as you know you when you do it for a long time you have pretty good instincts well and 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 another way of saying what you have just said is that you treat the material whatever it is with respect you don't treat comedies any less seriously than you treat a tragedy we got a lot i got a lot of friends coming to see christmas carol saying how much they enjoyed the fact that the production takes the story seriously we've traveled around the country and we've seen good christmas carols and bad christmas carols and the worst christmas carols are the ones who go yeah we we've all got to be here right let's just make a bunch of jokes and not treat it seriously and then that two hours traffic of the stage feels like four because it's like well you don't care about being here why should we care about being here well, and we've seen productions of our scripts where people, it's like they're commenting on, oh, aren't, isn't all this stupid? Or it's like, I'm better than this, but we're doing this. And it, 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 that's not the best way to perform it. And I guess if you don't, if it, if it seems like you don't like the material, then why should I? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And the, the other danger we've seen with with uh, people, I remember going to see our company, our company in London, who'd been doing it a very long time and had fallen into some bad habits of believing, God, we're funny. We're the toast of the West End. You know, instead of coming out every night with the urgency to do the task of getting through the entire complete works or the complete history of America or the entire Bible. You know, they started to believe their own press where you and I would have to go, uh, you guys, let's remember why we're here, gentlemen. Well, and I'm sure we've been guilty of the same when we run for eight or 12 or 16 weeks at the Kennedy Center or- hundred percent. We get that note all the time. We get that note all the time from people going, God, you go so fast. Yeah. And, and, we, and our joke response, but it's true, is that, well, we slow down for the good jokes, but it's also a good note. You know, slow down. The audience is hearing this for the first time and you're saying it for the 8,000th time. Yeah. Good. Good notes. Take your own notes, I guess, is our, is the note I'm learning here. Yeah. Well, and it's not all about laughs. Yes, there's laughs that if you pause, you could get, but you don't need it, right? Save it up for a bigger, you know, keep moving and you can sort of skip over two potential smaller laughs and maybe get a really big laugh at the end. That, that sort of thing is also useful. Yeah. Not all laughs are created equal. Yeah. 
That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, except for one more thing, which I'll share with you in about 60 seconds, so stick around. Send us your comic insights via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com or throw a comment to us over on the socials or on our own actual website, reducedshakespeare.com, or visit my website, theshakespeareans.com. You can also follow Reed Martin on Instagram at reed.martin.33. Thanks, as always, to that ridiculous clown, Matthew Croak. Web services by Ginger Power Limited. Music by John Weber and GarageBand. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Richard S. Lyons. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to that musical clown who's halfway to an EGOT Weird Al Yankovic. And as always, thanks very much to you for listening. I'm Austin Tischner, 894, 2680 seconds of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. And now I'll leave you with that song I was talking about earlier, I Laughed Till I Cried, from the complete history of comedy abridged, recorded live at the Cincinnati Playhouse in the Park.
Ooh, and Carol Burnett, who was funny and generous. May West, Dorothy Parker, and Ellen DeGeneres, and Rhoda, and Mary Tyler, and so many more. <laughs> anyway, I laughed a lot, but now I am fried, because things are very tough today. But the Simpsons and Daily Show make it okay. <laughs> Cause if I did not know how to laugh, I would cry. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. 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 And so much less.